Do we want to do one word story? I, I wouldn't mind. I haven't okay. done one of those in a while. Uh, my penis really hurts. <laughs> so, penis. It has to be dramatically correct, Alan. <laughs> I, I know that you want penis to be every part of speech, but it's not. Damn it. He just wanted to see how far he could get by <laughs> saying far penis. Can, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, so what was the last word you said, Albert? So. It hurts. So I tried masturbating daily <laughs> until it fell <laughs> out <laughs> of style. <laughs> Because oh God. Um, the intent here is this is the start of a different sentence. Mm-hmm. The senator showed remorse. Oh, this is sad now. <laughs> Over. Proposed. Health. Legislation. (laughs) But. My. Vigor. Endured. (laughs) Eternally. (laughs) And that's it. That's the story. There was no verb in the second sentence. (laughs) Endured is a verb. It, but the second sentence was because the senator showed remorse over proposed oh, something uh, health but legislation, okay. but my vigor endured internally. Well, I think it was in response to the first sentence, which yeah, is until w- it, it fell out of style, and it fell out of style because, because of the senator showed remorse. I don't know how they're connected, but in this universe, it makes sense. Uh, we're not worrying about it anymore. <laughs> You get tax debate or tax refund if you uh, masturbate less than once a week. Oh, the birth dude. rates are defined. I don't know. I thought it was going to be like incentives to be like a sperm donor oh. because birth rates have declined mm. to increase birth rates. Mm. That's probably better than just having a bunch of horny people walking around the street. Or you could just make a fuck dome. <sighs> what game were you playing? <laughs> it's called Surviving Mars. I... Eventually, you can stack buffs in order to in order to have uh, colonists start reproducing, so you don't have to rely on constantly importing people from Earth. Yeah. Importing? Well, that's essentially what you do. Mm. You like import people to Mars to do stuff, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm sick. I want to go home." And it's like, "God damn it! What to what to what about one way trip? Don't you understand?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so like they end up like leaving and it's always sad because I'm just like look I'm sorry I don't have enough facilities for you friend sorry you sorry you can't hack it welcome to fucking Mars yeah anyways in this case the fucking is literal I gave them a fuck to them I don't know why they want to go home I don't know what else you want why do you want to go home on Mars we have an orgy pit (laughs) yeah 
We have an orgy pit, and we have 18 schools, and they're entirely full. Day we have and a night. farm. We have 18 schools. We have an orgy pit. What more could you ask for? It's the whole life cycle. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What's insane too is that like uh, you can like turn on night thing. So like you, most schools only like should, like on Earth only like go from like the morning shift, right? It's like essentially like mm-hmm. eight to three, right? Yeah. But on the way I did the Mars thing is that I was like, all right, school's open 24-7. So there's, <laughs> so they have go in shifts, and it's kind of insane. That's awesome, actually. I would love that. Can I you know, imagine right? signing up for the night shift at school? Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. Just, like, the whole, like, us being in quarantine and, like, me being on a night schedule for various reasons, I, I, I would have really enjoyed doing that as a child, I think. I, I feel like the idea of having school in shifts like that is a very good idea. Now, hear me out. It means that parents who work the night shift can sync it up with their kids so their kids are gone when they are gone. Yeah. So the kids don't get home to their parents leaving for yeah. the night. It just mm-hmm. it just makes more sense. Yeah. If we're if we are a 24 hour society that requires adults to exist 24, like 24 hours, yeah. kids should also be able to have that flexibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I also feel like especially like by region, like in Arizona, kids can't go outside in there in the day like no. it's just it's nope. just an impossibility so like if you like in arizona i think everyone should be nocturnal like all the animals figured something out the humans just decided not to we're just too it. stupid to listen though. i know right the animals are just like hey human what the fuck are you doing it's too yeah. hot go to yeah. sleep it's too hot. <laughs> go to sleep yeah <laughs> don't be out don't do it. It reminds me of, uh, there was this summer camp that I used to go to, like an academic summer camp that they would host it at various college campuses. Uh, there was a story that I heard. They tried hosting it at ASU for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, but pe- kids who weren't from Arizona were traveling for it, like to come stay the summer at ASU oh. and walk to classes. Oh. And kids were literally <laughs> getting heat stroke walking to their classes because they weren't used to the heat and specifically drinking enough water to maintain your body during it so they canceled it after that they normally there was two sessions there was a like a a first summer one and a second summer one they canceled the second session and they just said we're not hosting it here anymore yeah they couldn't hack it (laughs) yeah you know actually that happened the exact the exact same scenario happened during the during the orientation tour Uh, oh shit yeah somebody really really? yeah like three people got heat stroke just from walking from where was it that we were walking from the admissions office all the way down to the honors college so mm-hmm. like we walked all the way down that's that far, strip yeah yeah yeah, that's decent yeah it, it, it's like it's like it's like two-thirds of of campus right mm-hmm. yeah Just yeah about. and yeah. like three people got heat stroke it was like 117 degrees that day you'd think traveling all that way getting either either the car once or out of the airport you'd think Maybe I should buy a bottle of water. Maybe I should like get an umbrella. Or... Some people just like aren't used to it. No, they just it, don't th- figure it out. This is what they think. This uh, they, they think. Oh, all these other people are out here, and I don't want to be the person to show weakness. I don't want to be the person that asks for water. I don't want to be the person that asks to go inside. I am strong, and that's what causes them to to yeah. fucking die from each stroke. I'm sure, there's at least some people like that. Yeah. I, I remember there was this one guy that, that we had known uh, in like towards the beginning who refused to drink water. Like, well, you know, he would only drink things that were not water. Don, and you then, don't need to talk about we, we talk. You don't need to like, throw me under the bus like this, Don. 
So does water, okay? Is so it does you? not water. No, I'm not talking about Alan. Yeah, Alan knows me. how to drink water. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, this person also kept complaining. It's like, uh, it's, I just I keep getting like dehydrated when I, while I'm outside. I'm like, drink fucking water. And he's like, no, he wouldn't drink water. He would only drink like juice and soda. And I'm like, dude, you got to drink water if you're in Arizona. You got to adapt. You just like, all right, level with me. Drink water for at least one week. That's it. One week <laughs> and tell me how the fuck you feel. <laughs> If it's What's better than drink water? more water. If not, then you're not. People don't like the taste. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you I, suck it up. Like I can get Dasani because apparently they put salt in their water. Or oh whatever. yeah, I heard about that. Yummy, yummy salt. I was there with. I was there for that conversation. I, I will say, salt is electrolyte, and yes, yeah. you do need salt if sweat. But I definitely think hydrate is is important for yeah. when water. Yeah, hydrate is important for when water. Yeah. Water should be water. Look, yes. I've decided that mm-hmm. English is no longer my friend, and I'm going to make my own English. So that's what I'm. That's my. That's what I endeavor to do the next couple of weeks. Good luck with that. <laughs> Friendship with English ended. Pirate speak. New best friend. <laughs> yes, best friend is speak self. Our <laughs> seawater down the gullet for win hot. <laughs> Don't drink seawater. Hundred percent of people who who consume dihydrogen monoxide die. Yeah, it's fucking poisonous to you. You can Just overdose get... on dihydrogen monoxide. Yeah, Sorry. Yes. It, it takes five gallons, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but that's that's where I'm going with it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that you don't absorb only the water. A lot of the important part of water is the other thing, the ions that are in it mm-hmm. and like the other minerals that you get from it. So if you were to drink entirely deionized water, yeah. like chemistry water that you use for experiments, if you were to only drink that, you would die. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's it doesn't actually give you any of the things that you need. Yeah, and and going the other way with it, like there are the people that drink like the alkalized water and the ionized water. Like, yeah, it, it, yes, you do get benefits from drinking water, but you don't need that many uh, that that many like specialty waters. The uh the benefits or lack thereof of those sorts of water have not been scientifically proven within the actual scientific community. You ever have to take your dinner water on your hike? What? It was just a picture on Twitter of like this person holding like one of those fancy bottles of water, like you know, like the five, <laughs> six dollar bottles of water. The, oh. the one in the the one in the the the, the, jug the or weird something? like yeah, the, 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 the ones that are shaped weirdly. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. And Did you call like, it dinner water? And, and she was and the. That's what the mean people says. are saying she but it doesn't have to be a female you can't tell but like the text is lol I have to take my dinner water with me there's dinner water I, I people think have I, different types of water for different meals well, well it's, hold it's on the, it's cause she's it's one of those things that like you go to like a nice restaurant or like an olive garden well, and it's like well, you, want, not, you want some I'll, water not only that but also like you did say that water has different flavors like the Sony like for me, I love. They do all have their own flavors. Yes. Like I, I enjoy the good taste of Dasani, and I really, really dislike the taste of Arrowhead. I don't know why people like Arrowhead. It's fucking awful. I like Arrowhead better than Dasani. See, exactly. Minutes. So like, people have different flavors. So I, if if I was given the choice, to, and I really like the taste of Fiji water, I don't. But if I really enjoyed the taste of Fiji water more mm-hmm. than other waters. Fiji's expensive as shit. I'm not going to drink that every single time I need water. I'm going to save it for dinner. I feel bad for Fiji losing all its water. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's so expensive. Yeah. I don't drink bottled water. I uh, I would if I had the money and I was rolling in dough. Does Fiji water I taste different? I don't care. 
Probably, assuming Probably. that like Dasani and Arrowhead taste different. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're bottled in different locations, so mm-hmm. they have different minerals yeah. included in but them. But they also treat them differently. So, like, yeah. with the how they like chlorine filter it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, it always leaves a different impression. It's very subtle, but if you're used to drinking water and you're not having your taste buds constantly assaulted by like coffee and sodas, you can really taste the difference. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was a period of time back when I was wrestling that I like swore off soda and either everything else. So, like, you could really taste the difference, but it's mm. been years since I committed to that aesthetic lifestyle, and I, I'm i not going back. <laughs> you might still be able to taste the difference. Yeah, you can still taste the difference. Like, I drink other things, but I mostly drink water. I can tell the difference pretty distinctly. Although, the easiest way to trick yourself into not tasting a difference is just make it really cold. Then all your body tastes is cold, and you just drink it. Yes. <laughs> the cold yeah. puts your taste buds to sleep. <laughs> it's nighttime. Well, that's why I like iced water so much because it tastes like different. Because it's so cold, you don't process the taste as much. Mm. So it like tricks me into being able to drink water that otherwise tastes a little gross. You could do that with hot water too. (laughs) Temperature is like a big part of like how you taste. Well, hold on. Isn't most, isn't isn't like more than 50, I don't know the exact percentage, but isn't a majority of taste just up connected to smell? Yeah, that too. Yeah. So Mm. like, I don't have a very good sense of smell. Yeah, but making it cold is like part of, is a good way to not let it vaporize and get the little tidbits mm. all up in your nose. Yeah, that could be a part of it. Yeah, science. Science, taste it. Welcome to Blanket Fort, fellow friends. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us. We're, this podcast is called Blanket Fort. The people that I talk in it are from Blanket Term, and we talk about random stuff. Uh, my name is Alan, and I'm a big boy. I am I am Brandon, and I am I am stretched out taffy boy. I'm Dawn, and I'm the token female. No, uh, you have a boy in the end. Token female boy. No, oh, yeah. that's that's wrong. Mm. <laughs> that is that is factually incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I'm token goral. Token not boy. To- token not boy. Yeah, token not boy. There we go. Um, I'm Albert, and I'm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm. I don't have anything prepared for this. <laughs> I didn't either. Same. Like all of the ways that I could think of to to like. That would be different than Brandon or Alan's also overlap with one of them in some capacity. Yeah, I'm just the uh, boring one. <laughs> I'm like me the spectrum boy. the You're spectrum from the spectrum from like me to Brandon, like it's a perfect spectrum and I sit very nicely between them. <laughs> Except on the height. That's like the uh, only thing that's like yeah. I don't fit in that spectrum. If it's if it's a three point spectrum, there's so we have Alan, we have me, and we have Brandon. You sit perfectly in the center. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, honestly that kind of works. Cause I am me and Brandon are both tall, but I am uh, pretty big, and Brandon's pretty skinny. All that I'm saying is that if we were all on a character creation slider, it wouldn't be that hard to like. Go from- <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have to change that many things to go from between all of us. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and Brandon Albert's just the default person, and then you kind of put the <laughs> sliders to get one of us. Hmm. 
It's like, man, I really want a Dex character. Yeah, I'm I'm all I'm just like the default like thing that you get whenever you select like the race part of the character creator and select Asian. I'm just the default one. Oh. <laughs> the kind of Asian looking guy. Yeah. Looking at you Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. You know mm. what's strange? I just realized this. I have a hard time differentiating between uh people with race uh, with uh asian ethnicity like even just like mixed uh combined uh, like compared to anything else because like i found out markiplier is half korean yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like the thing is like, i didn't know i didn't i couldn't identify that i have never watched markiplier anything i've never looked into him and i could tell that he was korean yeah but you see what i mean like i i couldn't differentiate between that and some just some generic white dude like when i first met brandon i just thought he was just some white dude like i didn't know that he was also I mean, you're half halfway korean. there yeah or half Isn't filipino filipino yeah <laughs> pretty, korean? I'm pretty kawaii for a half white yeah. guy <laughs> you see what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but like Got my him. point is, but is you that, can tell the difference between the Navajo uh, between the the Native American nations. Yeah, I can. Like I can tell the difference between Hopi Navajo, <laughs> whether or not they're from Shiprock or from Ari- or if their families from Shiprock or their families from like Gap area. Like I can tell the difference because they're like different regions have different face structures and stuff like that. It's a lot of. It, I mean, it's the same. It's the exact yeah. same principle. It's just a matter of like what you were exposed to growing yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the weird thing I noticed recently. And I thought that we'd bring it up when we're talking about the default Asian slider. Hmm. <laughs> I can tell the difference for the most part bet- between like generalized Asian races. I can't tell the difference between white races. I can't tell I, at all. I can because like there's a very like distinct like Roman nose and like the 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 very distinct like facial hair structures that are in different like regions. Yeah. I guess, but yeah. that that. Now that being said, I could probably tell the difference between uh, like masculine presenting individuals to some degree, but not feminine presenting individuals for the most part. Uh, are, you, are you still uh, talking about specifically European races? Yes. Okay. Specifically yeah. talking about European races. Yeah. Uh, just because I feel like facial hair structure is a lot of what indicates for like people who have facial hair or like keep their facial hair like on their face and don't like shave it. Yeah. My brain's going everywhere right now. People are cool and That's very okay. diverse, and I like it. Yeah. I would just, I, this, it just brought up a weird conversation I had with a high school friend a long, long time ago about why we call them races and not species in D anD. d Oh yeah. Oh, you know that's a really good point. Yeah, uh, it, it, I think it's like part of just like the old style fantasy thing. Mm. Well, I think it's also a lot to do with uh, calling people the human race. Yeah. Like, it's always weird, like, talking about all sentient things as a whole in D&D because of, like, yeah. the terminology they use. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of it is old carryover from just how Gygax wrote it. And, like, some of that just kind of carried over, like, edition to edition. And so I think some of the words, like... I think if you rewrote it now, you wouldn't use those same words. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you can see that in like Starfinder or yeah. Pathfinder. Pathfinder like, uses they, different terms. They use species rather than races. And I mm. think that that's, that that's great because it's like, I don't know. It's just a weird differentiation. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are wrong with D&D because, because of just when it was created and yeah. how they still perpetuate that. It's a whole deal. As a mechanic system, though, it's very useful. I'm... Yeah. I would be interested to see what like a th- how the language for like a 6 edition would look like to see uh, if they would finally like 
enough's enough. We need to change the way we like call some of these things. Cause like recently they like acknowledge that, um, you know, in fifth edition, they've, they acknowledge that they try to avoid talking about specific races as being inherently evil, mm. but they still, include but they it. still talk about it. And it Which still like sl- slips into the way they write some of their adventures. And they recently like acknowledged it and being like, yeah, we don't always do a good job about this. We're going to try to do a better job in the future. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see, like, I'm sure we'll get a sixth edition eventually. Uh, what I think is going to happen that is that they're going to do a 3.5 and that they're going to rebrand for a uh, fifth edition with updates to a rules and all the erratas reprinted Maybe. and stuff like that. Yeah. Similar to the way how they did 3.5. Because fifth edition does what it does very well like yeah it, it, it's it's one of the it's become one of the hallmarks of the D culture thus far and i think that sticking with it and revising the rules enough to make a reprint is something that's within possibility you know it'll be interesting because the team working on it is like very small yeah like relatively speaking it's a really small team that works on D, so i feel like we won't get something like that for a long time mm. Uh, one of the interesting things that I saw was specifically with regards to the the uh, the issue with evil races in general. Um, and I saw it put relatively well. It could have been a little bit more concise, I guess, considering it was Twitter. But um, evil races or, or no evil races does not mean that there is no conflict. And a lot of people, a lot of people have said that that's not the case. They're like, well, if there's no evil races, then where's the conflict going to come in? No, 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 no. You don't have to have an evil race to have a culture that has developed evil. Yeah, that, that's also mm. something that I've seen. And I think personally, I think as a world writer and someone who makes his own world settings consistently, it has nothing to do with uh, a special a race being evil inherently. It's about the cultural implications yeah. of maybe where they came from, their founding empire or something like that. Like, if we think about evil races, like in our world we don't talk about how certain people of different races are evil we talk about how this culture of the that was made up majority of this race did something really fucked up yeah well the problem is is a lot of people still do conflate them together yeah and like oppose you know like there are people who have different tensions with specific countries but instead of saying this country has done a bad thing they say this people group has done a bad, bad yeah. thing, which is really frustrating. And that's not, yeah. it's not truly representative it, of what society is. It's even worse when it's across generations too. Oh yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. That's when we go through the problem. What I would like to see actually is if honestly, if they took, if in D and D mechanically, they stripped away a lot of perks and stuff from being from a racial type and they included more into the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. they, if they gave ability score bonuses to like, to race to to the backgrounds rather than to the races, I feel like that might might help might help especially with like intelligence and with like charisma yeah. and stuff like that. Proposal instead, uh, we keep backgrounds and then add some ability score stuff to the backgrounds. But instead of having it be a racial bonus and a background bonus, it's a background bonus and a culture bonus. Oh uh, yeah, and then you give there. like mm-hmm. give them a cultural bonus based off of their upbringing rather yeah. than their inherent their quote inherent ability, which is honestly kind of garbage yeah. yeah i know pathfinder like did something similar yeah for I like second edition i haven't read the rule books for pathfinder to be I need honest to eventually like i think we have the starfinder we, we do, rules we do have starfinder we it was part of the bundle that was part yeah. of the itch.io one the itch.io oh, bundle mm-hmm. for original equality yeah, yeah it was cool. in there yeah so if you bought that you have the starfinder which is like book. 
But you know what I did see it in there. Pathfinder 2.0 in space, I think. It, yes, I yes, came out before Pathfinder 2.0, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. It, I I watched. I listened to a podcast in it. It's actually pretty good. But Pathfinder and Starfinder are just super crunchy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that our 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 play group would enjoy it as much. Well, I mean, Pathfinder is based off of 3.5. Yeah. It's 3.5, but they kind of brought Faco back. <laughs> like, well, I said really? it was based on 3.5. No, they didn't actually bring Faco back. It's just one of those things that's kind of funny to say because oh, okay. they brought some more convoluted stuff back in. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they refined it. I'll have to look into it. Like, there, there was some other, like, uh, RPG systems in there. Like, there's a lot of, like, micro RPGs. Oh, like... my God. Yeah, and me and Don are really excited about one. It's called Glitter Hearts. Yeah. I, I read yeah. the rule book, and it's so super, super good. I flipped through through the, uh, a lot of it and read, like, interspersed portions. I, I want to run something in that. Yeah. Or, or play something. I don't know. I want to do it, though. Yeah. It's, it's so great. There's a lot. Like, I haven't gone through them all. Um, There's one that I don't think we'll ever gonna play, but my brother really likes it. It's called the lancer it's like uh, a yeah, mech based yeah. like rpg oh interesting yeah, yeah. It, i looked at it for a bit i felt like i could cannibalize a few things because I'm, I'm doing a d i'm doing a cyberpunk oh, yeah, thing of course but like the the mech portions of it i don't know it just feels like it's more centralized around that I, yeah I, no, I it's very it. much like focused on you're like more or less always in your mech yeah and it's definitely more of a combat simulator yeah. than anything else Glitter Hearts is so good. It's one of those powered by the apocalypse D six systems, and it's so simple. But the the way you can construe things and mix and match is so endless that yeah, because like it's th- very simple. Yeah, so it doesn't have like a ton of flexibility, but because of how simple it is and how many options you have, it makes it super customizable. Yeah, it, it's customizable in sheer number of like mix and matches. So like yeah. you can choose to be like a jock, and then you can choose your power source be love, and then you can choose your <laughs> archetype to be something like like the nerd or whatever, right? So like mm-hmm. you can st- really like constrain and like mix and match in really weird ways. And on, when I was while I was reading the rules, I'm like, I want to see what character Brandon makes. Oh like, man, when he goes through this, it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, because because a lot of the options felt tailor made to not go together. Oh, I but see. Those are the type of characters <laughs> Brandon would be like. I want to play this character. I want to do this. Yeah. Why? Because I don't know. It's not yeah. recommended. And <laughs> and the one thing I recommend to Don, I was like, what if we just do a one shot where you GM and us four people, uh, us three play ourselves but magical girls which i'm super down for (laughs) honestly i would love to do that i think that's something that we could do between uh between like like arcs of the D &D campaign that we're starting up Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good idea uh we're no we're really excited to to play today um it's gonna (laughs) be crying oh my god stop it because i'm gming i'm worried it's gonna be fine, Alan. It's hitting me all at once. Like I was super fine until you mentioned the D and D, and now I'm feeling like the the panic sweat. We've Just been talking adrenaline. about D and D for like ten minutes. <laughs> it wasn't real until we started talking about this. Oh Go my on, God. please. Uh, but but the the plan is is we're gonna do a whole bunch of uh, like a series of of one two three you know of short shots, mm. uh, where the DM rotates around and it's gonna be somebody different uh, for every. Uh, arc i guess mm-hmm. yeah i think calling is, them arcs is fine yeah so they're gonna be like short few week longs uh and we're just gonna kind of rotate through until we reach a point where we decide that we want a break at which point we will take a short break in the quote season unquote probably for a month or two <laughs> yeah. and then we'll do mm-hmm. my thought was we can run like 
other things during that time go back to some board games maybe run some glitter hearts yeah Uh, i definitely feel like staying in the rpg universe but trying different systems is where we want to be yeah and Uh, then well the the idea is is if people enjoyed the world that that we created and enjoyed the characters then we'll go ahead and reboot it for a quote second season unquote yeah i'm really excited for this world we created yeah we actually used uh, a different tabletop game called uh, it's a map building game called uh the quiet Quiet Year. year Yeah, and it it's like this super cool, uh, cool like map making thing. Everyone goes mm-hmm. around, draws a feature. Everyone starts projects, and the idea is that you're a civilization and in a really hostile environment that's trying to survive, and you have to take steps to do that. And there's scarcities and abundances. It's super good. Check it out. And we use that to make this world. And we went from there, and we just like world built. Up. Yeah. And like yeah. the 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 world is very dynamic in a way that I don't think any of us could have done by ourselves, and that's what's so awesome about it. Uh, we did record us doing the uh, the world building did stuff. We? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we it's recorded that computer. as well. Yeah, it's all on the computer. I uh, accidentally ran into it while doing YouTube uploads, and I almost uploaded it as a treachery play. And I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this is not a <laughs> this is not play. a Twitch. Now that'll probably end up as a Patreon thing." Yeah, I'm really excited for the West Marches style. I remember we ran a West Marches campaign on Discord a long mm-hmm. time ago. That was fun. It, it was really fun. really well. Yeah. yeah. So I I think that I think that this is going to be pretty fun. It is kind of strange to run a West Marches campaign with only four people though. Yeah. Doing it a little differently though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that's kind of the basic structure that we're doing. Rather than and also rather than us choosing what we want to play, we are putting it out to the community. Yeah. Um. So, so as we're going to be doing it, we're going to be having more requests uh, put forward for people to vote on which one they they want us to fill, and then we go and we do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and you don't get to know who's DMing it, and you don't get to know who's playing, <laughs> and you just get to choose based off of the work request that we have received. Yeah, I'm also excited because we all made three characters, three PCs each. We made two PCs two each. Is. A lot of us have made a third one just in case. Yeah. Um, I've made. I've made two, two kind of. Yeah. I haven't even like really wrote my second one yet. I yeah. made three, and they're all fleshed out, and their backgrounds yeah. are awesome. I, I made three as well. I'm excited Ready because I roll. get to do different voices for each of them. For this game, uh, I have actually labeled our DM as GM instead to be a, a game master rather than a dungeon master. Mm. Uh, I don't know why. I just decided to do it. No, yeah. D&D is... I think... D&D's like history in dungeons has far been outlived by its most recent iteration. Yeah. I feel like game master is just the more correct term these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because like very like very rarely do the modern D&D campaigns rely exclusively on dungeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like before when it was a dungeon crawler game, like that that's definitely accurate, but with Dungeons and Dragons it's no longer about the dungeons or the dragons. Yeah, maybe like it might be fun to do like uh in between sessions if we're taking a break to do like a old school style like RPG session oh. where it's like not probably not actual just A D and D but like something that's like kind of based on it. I think it would be actually really interesting to run one shots in A D old A D and D. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool actually. <laughs> It would also give us like uh, interesting insight to be able to talk about the changes. Yeah. Because then we will have firsthand experienced them rather than just done research. 
Mm. That always that always ends up being different because you you could know how something works, but experiencing it is always totally different. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> yeah, um, I I the, there's this there's this uh there is this setting or this rule system that takes the history of old like takes the the feel of old D and D and they make it they highlight the things that made it bad, but in a fun way. Oh, so yeah. the idea is is that you make three level zero characters. Okay. You go into a dungeon with like an adventurer. That adventurer dies, and the 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 three level zero characters for every player has to find their way out of this deadly dungeon. Oh, and the person and the one and the one or the handful of like PCs that do get out become level one. And they become the new adventurers to send in, and then you yeah. make three new characters again. There was uh, oh. there was one <laughs> RPG session I watched uh, where it was like a rule system that was like designed like a roguelike. So like all your characters are super fragile, and um, but when you die, like your next generation like comes in with like some of the same experience. Oh, so oh. that's kind of, that that was kind of cool. So you kind of want to die. I kind of yeah, I kind of run want to run something like that. This is kind of thing where you like you keep going and like each time you get a little farther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting though. Yeah. I like stuff like that. Kind of the dungeon crawling aspect of it though. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't it's... like killing characters either. Oh, I don't mind killing characters. The biggest thing is making things that are mean that punish people for not doing the. Oh, I go into a new room and I roll roll a perception check every single time. Like, if you start punishing PCs for doing things the, the their characters would do naturally, then that becomes a problem. Like, yeah. especially when it comes to like perception checks and like stealth yeah. checks. And well, stuff I feel like, like with perception and stealth stuff, for the most part, it's kind of a given. Yeah. You know, like no. if you're going into a new room. You're going to look around. That's yeah. that's the mm-hmm. natural human reaction. Yeah, and that's why they come with passive perception stuff. That, but the GMs don't understand that that's what that's for. They're like, "Oh, I want to punish you for not." Well, because you didn't roll perception, yeah. it means you couldn't have possibly yeah. seen this. And, and that's what the problems with like the old third edition was because they didn't have passive perceptions. You had to you had to manually say, mm-hmm. "Hey, uh, GM, I need I want to roll a perception check, mm-hmm. or I want to roll an insight check every single time, or else it didn't count." You know? Yeah, yeah. it's really easy. As a GM to kill your characters, yeah, it it's much harder and much more rewarding to make balanced like encounters. Yeah, yeah. To to make the challenge just hard enough that they almost die, and then from there you get you give all your characters power trips, and then the next session you just kind of smack them down by knocking the the ice cream out of their hand and saying "fuck you, kid." And then you give them a beach episode, and that's Shakespearean uh, ups and downs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you, right. you, kill, you, you kill a character in the next episode. You have a beach episode. Where you? Wait where a they're, where they're back. A weekend at Bernie's. Isn't that? <laughs> a isn't that the transition between Elden Noah Zero season one and season two? Yeah, the kill. Isn't every- the first episode on a beach? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> what? I haven't watched it. Yeah, album number zero. Spoilers uh, for anyone. It's Romeo for, and for Juliet an, for an old anime <laughs> that didn't really do too well. To be I honest, liked it. that did well for the first season until the last episode, and then nobody watched it after. I that's, still I like the second season. That's because me. this is what happened. The end of season one ended with all the main characters dying. All three of them. There's three main characters. All three of them die. Well, one of them kind of just gets his eye, like eye torn out, and he's kind of like it's kind of like he might have survived, but he's the main main character, so it's kind of like sure. But then 
it, the first episode of season two, they're like that per that girl you thought she was dead. Nope, she's alive. That that dude that totally died that was the villain. He totally alive. The kid that had his eye ripped out now has a kick ass cyber eye and is still doing mech stuff. Good job. It's like a it's a GM who made it too hard and had to like yeah backtrack. Yeah. yeah, the GM was just Oops. like, "Well, I fucked up." Whoops! Maybe I shouldn't have done that. I like the second season of that anime. It was fine. I enjoyed the mech fights, but the mechs weren't as compelling as like any of the like any previous mech stuff. Yeah, they were kind of bland. Yeah, this they were CGI, which is fine. They did it all right. It's just that the mech fights are boring. Like, if you want to see yeah. a good mech fight, watch like watch like a Broken Blade or like mm, yeah, yeah. Other stuff like there's some really good mech fights like like Neon Genesis mm-hmm. like those are good mech fights but if you want a, a decent story that has a mech adjacent things then watch All Know Zero. Code Geass is some pretty good uh, mech fights too. I can never get into it. it I tried getting it, into no, that's Code fair. Geass. It's uh, it's the it's the I have dad issues anime. It's a good <laughs> it's a good thing to watch if you really enjoy Death Note and you want more of that like anti hero teen I'm, angst teen angst. The pro- <laughs> I'm not the problem. The world is the problem. Um, kind of deal, but the mechs are really cool. They're very like they they essentially strapped like half of a race car onto each foot. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Okay, isn't yeah. that just how all mechs look? No, not really. To like, me, all mechs look like they have race cars for feet. Yeah, but they, but like these specifically have like parts of the ankle that flip down into horizontal position, and then they go. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, it's in the foot. It's like, you I can might see be it. like ruined by Transformers, but that's my image for every single mech. Oh. Mm. Well, the thing with Transformers, they have them on like their, their like, mm. sh- their, their calves. They have like the head to be like the mech, but their feet always look like, like cars to me. Yeah. Well, what I will say is that mechs have numerous iterations and stuff like mm. that. So, like, I definitely feel like. There's a lot that goes into the mech design, but you're right. They do tend to always put like skates in the feet yeah. because they're like, how is this mech supposed to move? Let's give them tank treads. It makes animation really easy. It does yeah. make yeah. animation easy. Oh, well, this is very true. Yeah. yeah. Like there's this old mech anime called Batum. Uh, I watched it because it got on high dive recently. It's one of those old ones that almost feels like a Gundam where they just kept on remaking it. Oh, right. I was like browsing Verve and they had like seven movies or something. Yeah. I was like, what is this? It's one of those ones that's super popular, but I, when you watch it, it's just like, this is boring story writing. Good combat, but boring story writing. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things mm. that's popular because it took an innovative idea at the time. Yeah. Oh. And it did really well. But now that we're now that we're like we're looking back on it, it's so bland in comparison to what we have now mm. that it's kinda hard to watch. Okay, that's like, fair. It it innovated an industry, so I'm not gonna give it a bad rap. It's just one of those things where I'm like, There's seven of these. How did they get this much how did they keep <laughs> on rehashing plot for mech? <laughs> like at what point did they run out of story? Big Guy gets in mech. Go stompy, fights. stompy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's something to be said for like the innovator to begin with, because yeah. there's a lot of movies that we would classify <clears throat> as classics, but if you were to watch them today, they're just kind of boring. Oh, yeah. But you watch them because they are classics, because they set a precedent for other things in the future. Yeah. I feel like... I guess it's like the dictionary. Yeah. Like, you don't <laughs> read the dictionary. It's sort of the same thing mm-hmm. with, like, zombies. Like, the first person to do, like, fast zombies was like, oh, cool, fast zombies, they're scary now. And now all zombies are just fast. 
Yeah, and then, which is still fucking terrifying. All yeah, happening. yeah. What's more terrifying is the twenty eight daters, uh, twenty eight days later oh, zombies that are, that are kind of intelligent. They were, yeah, mm. they were really cool. Um, those that shit's scary as shit though. Yeah, like them really, trying to like trick them into opening doors and stuff. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, speaking of uh, zombies, Seven Days Today is getting a new update. Oh sure. Which oh, one? I'm Let's sorry. get a new update. Seven Days Today is getting Alpha nineteen <laughs> drop this weekend. Ooh, that's exciting. That's yeah. not the zombie game I was going to no, talk about. Okay, not. go on. <laughs> God, I, I mean, The Last of Us 2 just dropped, oh. which is also a zombie game. I'm playing that. That's exciting. It is a zombie game. I, I always yeah. forget it's a zombie game. Yeah, the entire point is that it's a zombie yeah, game. Yeah, I forget. So that's been that's been fun watching Brandon play through Yeah, that. we're almost through it. Very excited. Are we almost through it? I, I feel like we are. I feel like we're not. Okay, yeah. Throw a monkey wrench. We, that's going to be its There are all. things we haven't experienced enough of. So what what Alan was telling me before is that reporters were saying that they were getting through it in about 24 hours, but presumably they weren't doing a lot of side stuff. Mm-hmm. You're only about what 10 to 12 hours in and you've been taking your time. So yeah. I'm hazard I'm going to hazard and say we're only about a third of the way that's through. That's really game. exciting because I don't it's like a it's like a good movie. I don't want it to be over. Yet. Yeah, you know, I have been having that thought because you guys have been playing it like on the TV, where mm. we're very used to being in a communal space with headphones on. Yeah. So like you guys playing it on the TV. Sorry. Me, no, 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 that's fine. It's it's giving me nostalgia from like back when I used to play video games in my room while my parents were watching like movies. Mm. So like it's very nostalgic to kind of just like hear things faintly in the background, especially like with the like, gun scenes. And yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that. Even though it's a weird, bad time happening over there, it's nostalgic <laughs> for me. I, I, uh, just, I guess the nostalgia of distant gunshots. I, yeah. I feel bad that you have to hear because, because I always try to like, I'm, I scrounge, so I, I don't like to use resources when I don't have to. So I'm, I'm immediately going to try and stealth it, which means I am right next to the gurgling zombie making horrendous noises, and everyone in this room hears it <laughs> i feel bad I so mean, i'm like i kind of have to rush this because i don't want them to have to just hear that i'm fine often. with it I, honestly gurgling's probably just gonna be a nostalgic for me as gunshots ah <laughs> uh, the good war days <laughs> so real fast we're not like like you said we're not all the way through the last of us um i'm not gonna touch on any spoilers yeah this, i We've i been yeah. very good about you can play the guitar uh yes you can play the guitar that's pretty good Uh, oh right okay it's all about sound design it's all about sound design oh yeah all right so i have two the game has some phenomenal sound design they did a really good job i have two major issues (laughs) well the first major issue is that combat is absurdly loud and everything else Mm -hmm. is really quiet which means that in order for you to be able to hear what's going on we have to turn up the tv kind of loud and that's fine for the most part but all of a sudden like Gunshots start going off, and it's way too fucking loud. Yeah, it's hard uh, to... It's accurate to life, though. Like, it is. It, it is a problem for, like, sharing communal space and playing yeah. it at night. Yeah. Well, it's a problem for, for games in general. Also, the music is really quiet. So, like, music... Uh, most yeah. people use music as, like, a baseline. So, like, I'll use the music, and I'll get it to, like, a decent level, and then all of a sudden, guns start going off, and I'm like, holy shit, I can't hear anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it is loud. I will. I mm-hmm. will admit that. I have been woken up when you because you guys are playing it one morning, but that's fine. I, one morning. Well, it is evening, but for me it was morning. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, because I'm like, we we don't. St- if we were gonna play the game, we don't start until like 4 p.m. Yeah, like, that's my morning. Like that. I I see now. That's I like, understand. That's like 3 p. That's like 3 a.m. for Albert. I guess. 
because I wake up at like six or like eight in the evening. <laughs> the the other issue I'm going to bring up is this one's hilarious. Yeah. We've talked about this several times. <laughs> they had one or two voice actresses who were really into their lines, I guess, uh, because there's two definitive death noises that are fucking hilarious. Because there's one for a zombie, and then there's also one for a human. Like there's. If you like shoot one of the, the the female characters in the head, sometimes they'll have this 10 second long death noise. Even though they've been like they're dead, they're killed. Like I'm I'm gonna back away from the mic so I can so I can do my impression of it. Uh but it literally, it literally <laughs> is like Bang. Wow, you you really can tell they're going through the seven stages of grief. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking long. It takes forever, and I'm like, "You're dead. You've been shot in the head. You're, you're dead. dead. You're dead." Like like all the like every single other character is like, "Ah," or like you know something short. Yeah. But I guess this woman was just like, "I'm getting paid by the second. I'm going to milk it for everything it's worth." <laughs> and just wet. Yeah. Um, and the zombies have like, there's one other death noise that is like the same. I'm not going to do an impression of that one too. It, it's that, but more gurgly and like yeah. gross yeah. and like decay, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The zombies make a little bit more sense because they're already undead. But to have like a human character have a 10 second long death noise after they've been shot in the face, it's like. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I did notice the sound design was pretty. Re- it was really good for Last of Us too, because uh, it's like really good. ambiently, just like listening. Oh I, yeah, I heard, I, I heard the gunshots, and like I, I do audio stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I edit, I edit this podcast. I also listen to a lot of audio dramas, and I like follow a lot of people that specialize in audio engineering, and they have samples and they talk about various things. And one of the things I noticed very off the top is like I just half half listening is that i hear a gunshot and i'm like oh that's a pretty good sound effect because you know like i love war games mm-hmm. and then i hear another one of this it's the same gun and i i i used to like <clears throat> identifying guns by sound because of tarkov and stuff like mm-hmm. that but i heard the gun and i heard echoes and i'm like that's interesting brandon is that the same gun he's like yeah and i'm like Interesting. Yeah, you knew I was inside. Well, yeah, because yeah, you asked us like, "Are you inside?" And I'm like, and you were like, "Yeah." Yeah, because like they they really captured it in the sound design, mm-hmm. and that's just something that like not many games do. Because especially like Halo and stuff like that, like they add that effect a little bit, like occasionally on like certain levels, and it's a linear game, so they can really mm-hmm. like make it whatever. But in Last of Us, I was like, "Oh, that's really cool!" Like they actually got the echo and the the way that sounds go, I don't know. I, I thought it was phenomenal. No, I agree. The sound design in that game is very good. They've done a very good job with everything that we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, I've heard that there are a lot of people complaining about the story. So far, the story has been great as far as I can tell. But again, I think we're only like, I really do mm. think we're only like a third of the way through. It feels like we're almost halfway, but there's no way. I, I would say maybe halfway at most. I'm, I, that's great. Good for me. I love it. I'm digging it. More game for me to play. Dude, it's it's more it's more potential loot to be found. <laughs> she just she just goes on and on. And every <laughs> single time it happens, I'm like, just die already. Jesus. Just, ah. All right. Now that we've killed. Ah. <laughs> All right, let's keep. Uh, can you? I killed you. Stop. So, let me have my conversation. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Jeez. Yeah. 
I do feel like we can talk more and more about this, but we do unfortunately got to get going. One thing I want to circle back to real quick, though, is that uh, I always see like the intros when it, is that we always give an update. I, I was wondering if we could actually do a very brief update about what's coming out this week. Obviously, we talked about D&D. But what else do we have going? You you mean like streamwise? No, just anything wise. YouTube, anything like that. And just kind of give a brief like what's going on. The entirety of season two of Pandemic will be up very shortly. <gasps> yes. Nice. Uh, and uh, we also had two episodes of Fiasco that are also going to be up soon-ish as well. Dope. Um, and I'm thinking that I'm going to make a special playlist for those so that like, especially for the Pandemic one, yeah. just be like, hey entirety of the season is now here you can watch it from beginning to end if that's something you're into yeah put it on loop give us all those views i i guess i suppose (laughs) i don't know about loop but getting to see it the whole like if you don't mind spoilers and don't plan on playing it then it's it's a really fun journey if you plan on playing it don't don't watch it yeah uh or after you've played it then go and watch and see how we did Yeah. yeah uh i'd like to get near episode two out sometime soon um, it's almost done. I was planning on getting it out earlier, but I had to finish the overlays for D&D, which took longer than anticipated. Because, because Adobe kept crashing. Because Photoshop crashed so many times. Thanks, Adobe. Thanks, Good Adobe. Job. And, and Illustrator has stopped letting me move things, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous bug but I digress. So thank you friends for taking the time out of your busy, busy day in order to, in order to hang out with us. Please be safe. The times are crazy. It doesn't mean that you have to be, be safe. Take care of yourself. Call your mom. Um, this episode was not sponsored, but you can go and give uh, check out all of our stuff over at blanket dash term.com where you can find links to our YouTubes and stuff. Uh, you can send us an email at blanket, uh, term at, I mean, to blanket term at gmail.com. Other than that, Brandon, how can they get a hold of us? If you'd like to get a hold of us through uh, extraordinary means, go ahead and do your uh, best impression of female character A dying from a game. Uh, then insert your message to us and then sign it off with an exact copy of that sound file of character female voice dying and scream it out into the winds specifically eastward winds and uh, eventually we'll hopefully hear it and hopefully no one will call the cops on you <laughs> excellent everyone i'll tell you that my leg my leg bill's here howie